if you are looking for ransom, I can tell you, I don't have money. And apparently he still doesn't in this particular film. I'm just putting it out there. But he does have a particular set of skills. Skills he has acquired over a long career. Skills that might make him a nightmare for people like you. And I can't even finish the rest of that speech because the truth is uh, the whole story actually revolves around the fact that his son dies. Uh, So let's get started with the review, the quarantine review in Cold Pursuit. Uh, Starring, of course, if you didn't quite catch that uh, quote there in the beginning, it is with Liam Neeson, the person who makes every parent have goals in their life. Like that is the kind of parent I need to be. And that is is a parent that every child wants their parent to be in case if, you know, you randomly get kidnapped, you know. Uh, human trafficking, which, by the way, no, um, all jokes aside, which actually is a very serious thing. Um, but let's get on with Cold Pursuit. It was produced in 2019. It is an action thriller. Uh, it was directed by Hans Peter Moland. Um, and uh, from it was actually from a screenplay from Frank Baldwin. So it was influenced by a Norwegian film called In Order of Disappearance, which I believe... I'm about to butcher this again. I gotta learn how to speak languages, man. Crafty Dioten. I apologize. You guys are probably laughing like she can barely speak English. Why try? But, you know, <laughs> here we are. Um, so now, basically, uh, just so you understand, Liam Neeson's character is Nels Coxman. And he's the the lead uh, protagonist. And our lead antagonist is actually played by Tom Bateman, who plays Trevor uh, Calcote, which is actually known as Viking. That's important later. Uh, So what ends up happening is that poor old Nels Coxman, he's having a good old time. He gets Citizen of the Year. He gets a major, you know, award like that at a ski resort in Cajo, uh, Colorado. So basically what Nels does for a living is this, he's just this cool, quiet dude who likes being a snowplow driver. He likes doing his thing. However, his son, unfortunately, uh, gets mixed up with a couple of wrong people. And the, their way of killing him is by saying it's a heroin overdose. By the way, there will be spoilers in this. If you're listening, I'm only two minutes in, so you can't say that I didn't warn you. Um, but yeah, so... His wife ends up leaving him in the grief for the loss of her son. They're not getting along because he ends up piecing together the fact that his son was not a drug addict, which is what his biggest thing is. He's like, my son was never a drug addict. Cops are kind of just dismissing it, saying, look, every parent says that. No one's really taking him uh, seriously. So what ends up happening is he's in the middle of like, you know what? I have a particular set of skills. And apparently snowplowers uh, have more skills than what we give them credit for. Um, shout out to you guys in New York City when you guys uh, plow the streets finally. And don't forget about the small neighborhoods and stuff like that. Woo! Uh, <laughs> and so what ends up happening is that he starts to piece together rather who ordered this hit on his son. Like, why is his son dead? Who did this? And what ends up happening is he starts killing them one by one. So he knows that there's someone above so-and-so, above so-and-so, who had his son killed. And he's just trying to figure it out because everyone's like, well, I just had orders. And he kills them off one by one. It's not particularly planned, which is one of the things that I did enjoy about the film. Um, So, especially because it's Liam Neeson. Because you're expecting him to be like going your guns blazing like, ah! And you're like, oh man, what's going to happen? But that's not the role that they gave him. They gave him sort of this role of like, 
this older gentleman who who can handle his ground you know he can handle himself but he's not necessarily a killer and what he's dealing with is actually major drug lords mafia and he just wants this one particular guy who had his son killed so here's where it actually gets really fun now with Nels, Nels Coxman, he kills three people already, right? So now he's going to go to his brother, right? And his brother was more or less like a mob enforcer. That's kind of basically what his job was. He was known as Wingman. These nicknames are important because it's very relevant to the film while you're watching. And what ends up happening is Wingman recommends to his brother, hey, I think you should hire the Eskimo to get Viking killed for 90 grand. What ends up happening is Eskimo doesn't really keep his uh, end of the bargain. And it's so messed up how he gets killed. It is so messed up. Um, but that whole thing goes sour. Now, Viking still has no idea that good old citizen of the year, Nils Coxman, is still hunting him down. And he spends this entire journey climbing up the ranks because he only wants to kill uh, Trevor Viking uh, Kakote. Now, here's the thing viking this is like the antagonist villain of the year he would make a really good uh dc villain and i can't even pick which one to be honest with you right now because right now i'm very emotionally involved in cold pursuit i will follow up with my my thing later so viking actually he could make a really cool uh black mask i actually would like him as a black mask this is how i would actually picture him but anyway um but anyway, so you find that this lead antagonist, oh my god, Tom Bateman, you did a great job. I hated you. I absolutely hated you. I hated everything about you. He is a prejudiced character. He is a sexist character. He does not give a flying F about anyone to him. He has all this power and he is completely untouchable. Just completely untouchable. Tom Bateman did a great, great, great job um, in regards to, like, you know, I mean, just bringing that character to life because it felt so authentic that you were just like, oh, my God. He was like Nicky Barnes, like the New York drug lord um, that eventually they did take down, like, in the 70s. But, um, but he was an American crime boss. And he was untouchable for a long time. In fact, he actually gained that nickname after the New York Times had declared him as that, right? And that was Viking. That was him because he's a drug lord. Now, he's, you know, because this is all out in Colorado, which obviously more things happen out in Colorado than we thought besides snow. Um, but his character, he's he's mean to his son. And I don't mean like mean as in like oh that's messed up like you're thinking of a significant scene there was no particular significant scene it was a significant story and you see his relationship with his son like he loves his son but he's not as caring in the ways that he should be you can see that he cares about his wife but he's such a rambunctious obnoxious super serious mf -er that you're like holy crap how did you manage to even get a girl his wife is native american and so the kid is half and half. And this is all important because lovely citizen of the year, Nels Coxman, he is pissed off with Viking. So what ends up happening is he kills off three of his men. Viking doesn't know who this dude is. 
Now, you find out Vikings old man had had a rival who they were sharing turf with in regards to the uh in, in regards to the drugs and that was white bull that is a native american drug lord in this film now they were supposedly having a truce white bull actually gave uh viking's father uh basically a momentum to say that you know we're gonna have a truce we're always gonna you know we're not gonna shed blood anymore so this is where this all comes in <sighs> viking thinks white bull and his men are out messing with him and stealing his kilos of cocaine. He also thinks that they killed his men. So what he does is, there's one particular drug run. White Bull is, he's in the dark about this. He has no idea what is going on. And he sends someone who happens to actually be his first and only son doing his first uh, drug run. And his father has always kept him out of the business. And this one time, just like in real life, one time he lets him go do this. And he gets killed because Viking wants to send a message. He tortures him all night and eventually he gets shot, right? So he hangs him off of a sign uh, like on the road so they could see him off the hills and see that he hung his son. So now we have a problem. We have a very serious problem. White Bull is pissed. And I mean super pissed off. Um, White Bull was actually played by Tom Jackson. Um, so he's he's furious. Because at this point now, he, as far as he knows, he murdered his son for no reason. Uh, and even if I think White Bull even knew how this whole thing came to be, I don't really think it matters. Because the truth is, Viking just made the assumption. And you actually watch him build up the assumption because he's asking all of his henchmen, like, hey, what do you think? Ideas, ideas, ideas. And they're kind of putting it together. And he's the only one who goes, ah, it's those damn Indians. Like, he immediately jumps on it. He goes, it has to be blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't really do a thorough investigation. And because of that one move, everything trickles down. So after that, that's when you see um, the Eskimo pops up. He's trying to figure out who's trying to kill him. He ends up killing um, Nels' brother. And he takes it like a man, which is actually pretty cool how they did it. Um, And then a gang war opens up completely between them. So the cops think it's a turf war over the drugs but it's not it's just simply because viking made a mistake and he can't back he can't back his way out of it he even tries to apologize in his own way blood is still shed so now there's this whole thing going back and forth back and forth and nels only wants to kill viking viking's got a kid uh white bulls men uh they want to kidnap the kid because they want to kill one son in regards to the other they don't care that he's a kid. They don't care that this is a young boy. So Nels happens to get a hold of the kid ahead of time. He grabs the kid from school because he's waiting to meet his father. He was going to snipe his father. So the sad part is the kid actually likes Nels. He's actually being like very fatherly like him. And you can see that the kid actually begins to bond and develop a relationship with the man who's kidnapped him because he's actually nicer to him than his dad is. And you're like, holy crap. Um, so as this, as the plot continues to ride on, um, big, huge uh, war going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Finally draws all out. Um, I won't tell you who kills who, but 
eventually everyone kind of basically gets what they want. And I have never seen a villain that I've wanted to die so badly because you're like, how is this a-hole alive? Like, why? Why is anyone even taking orders from him? So there was another unexpected plot twist in the middle of the film, um, which I thought was kind of cool. So I don't want to say who, but I thought it was cool because that's really what triggered and pushed the whole thing. I know I said spoilers, but I'm trying to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I want I want you to watch it and feel in, enticed. But what I thought was really cool was the fact there were lovers in there. And the lovers, one of them gets killed. And it sends everything spiraling. Everything spiraling. Because you see the emotion that the actor put in. And you can see that they're hurting. And I was just like, oh my god. So besides all that fun, um, it's it's got a very dark humor. And I'm a Scorpio. So it matches me down to a T. This is not the film you were expecting. If you were expecting Taken from Liam Neeson, this is not your film. But what I can say is that you would enjoy the film anyway because of the dark humor. They make these little dark jokes and it's still done in such a serious manner. Like when someone gets killed, they're making a joke like, hey, does this count as the, uh, the Eskimo role or the Indian role? Like they're making these jokes like it's nothing there's like a dead body and they're backseat and they're just like making conversation like it's not like yeah i was thinking about going on vacation to greece you know like that kind of thing and it's it's almost like it takes you back for a minute it takes you back for a minute it's because you are expecting like a, a, a huge i guess your normal comic relief but it's not it's a very it has a lot of dark humor in it and I don't think I've laughed as hard, probably because I'm sick and twisted in the head. But that's all right, because you have to be, too, if you're listening to me. But <laughs> uh, but the dark humor is so well written that it holds on to it throughout the entire film because you don't expect the joke to come. You don't see the lineup coming. You're just more or less like, what did he just say? That's messed up. But, like, it's messed up. But you're like, that's funny. Okay, I shouldn't, like, should I laugh? Like, I'm like... You don't even, maybe if you're like, you know, not twisted, you don't question like, you know, like you, you might be one of those people that question like, am I, am I messed up for laughing? But if you're twisted as I am, you'll be like, ha, ha. <laughs> good one. Um, the film is 118 minutes and it is worth every second. I thought I was going to be putting on something in the background and I'm infamous for that. I'll put stuff on in the background and then like ignore it because I'm usually reading a book. I don't know what happens. Um, but this film was pretty good and I'm actually quite happy with my reviews lately because everything I've been watching is super fab and I love that um if I find something that I genuinely don't like trust me you'll hear it uh for solid good reasons but the actors were fantastic every single actor did a great job there's no if ands or buts about it every character felt like a real person like, these were genuinely real people just doing their job, whether it was killing someone, whether it was snow plowing, whether you just lost your son. If you're just a good cop, it doesn't matter. No one's role was a caricature of their character. And that happens at, at times uh, in films because you're supposed to get it like, oh, this is the good cop. She's just trying to do her job. I didn't get that impression from the cop whatsoever. The uh, Emmy uh, Rosem, she plays Kim Dash, uh, the K-Hope uh, police officer. 
never, never got that impression from them. That it was like, oh God, another one trying to be a good cop. It wasn't so hyped up like Die Hard. Die Hard is amazing. Die Hard is a lot of fun. But it's also a caricature of the character. And that's how it's supposed to be. And that's what makes that film so much fun. But with this, these characters, all of them individually felt like real people. Including the one guy who kept making dumb comments. Because um, one of the scenes, uh, it's actually a little dark humor, right? So Viking is going off. He's like, oh, it's those effing Indians. I know it has to be them. It's white bull. It has to be because he made this deal with my father. And nah, nah, nah. he just he's rambling on. He goes, these effing Indians, they think they're, this lamb belongs to them to ever begin with. So he's just rambling on about things like, you know, they didn't make any sense. So he's like this one henchman dude who speaks his mind. He's like, I mean, they wouldn't really be wrong, would they? So like, he's trying to be technical. Like, it it was their land. Like, <laughs> And then, like, he looks back at him, and you can see, like, low-key, Viking hates him. Like, he low-key hates him. Um, and it's just because he just questions him. And it's, it's not even, like, he's doing it to be, like, defiant. He's not doing anything really, like, wrong intentionally. He's just bluntly saying the truth without realizing the repercussions of his actions. And that's that's what makes it so sad, because you're like... I know a dude like that. This is, this is, I know a dude, oh my god, I know a dude like that. So every single one of these characters, including Viking, as much as I could not stand him, the actor did such a great job, but anyway, um, because if you can get me to hate me, hate you as much as I hated you in a film, you did a great job. I probably will give you some side eye if I see you like on a red carpet show when I'm doing interviews um, at events and stuff, but low key, you did a great job. Um, Everyone was on point. And even Liam Neeson was uh, playing like, you know, this struggling old guy. They even made fun of the fact that uh, I believe on his second or third killing or whatever on number killing it was, he's too tired to keep beating the crap out of that guy. So he actually falls to the side and the guy is actually laughing, right? Because he's, he's all bloodied up and Liam Neeson's looking at him. So he looks over at him. And he goes, what's wrong? You tired, old man? And they both have a really good laugh because he realizes he's too old to really be doing this kind of thing. So he just eventually just shoots the guy because he's just like, yeah, I am tired after they finish laughing. And then he shoots him in the head. And I'm like, that's that's so dark and so funny. But that's so true. He's too old to be doing these kind of things. Like, he's just a dad. He is just a dad who lost his son underneath uh, horrible circumstances. And it's... It's it's very, very funny, especially if you have a dark humor. Um, all Scorpios, you guys are required to watch this film. I'm just putting it out there. Anyone who else has Wednesday uh, as their role model growing up, like myself, you are required to watch this film. If you're a gothic, if you're a punk, if you're a little twisted or messed up on the inside and you just need like a good, solid, well-written film, this is a film to go watch and enjoy. Um, they have a lot of good uh, one-liners uh, when they're going back and forth dealing with each other. I want to say that the characters were, like, realistic. But usually when I imply, like, realistic, what I mean is that's how I expect the blood patter to go. Or when fighting goes, like, oh, my God, someone gets beat down. Uh, you can see the reactions. But I want to say maybe a little bit more realism. Would that be the correct word to use? Because at one point, someone gets shot, and Viking is the one who shoots him. And he uses a coffee cup holder, the ones that hold like multiple cups, and he uses it to block his shirt from blood spatter because he knew he was about to shoot him. And that's it. 
it was just very, very, uh, very real. Like, you know, Liam Neeson getting tired from beating the crap out of that guy. Even though the guy's almost dead, but he knows if he really rests his eyes for that minute, that's, that's it. He's done. Um, and the fact that this is just some nobody who couldn't climb the ranks because he had to go hire an assassin because he couldn't climb up the ranks. He was just like, all right, I only killed three of them, so I need someone else to do it the rest of the way. And it's just, it's so much fun. It is such a fun film to enjoy. Uh, I just wanted to give you an idea what you're getting yourself into in case you were like, what? There's so much violence. Like, it's about mafias and drug lords, so, like, be wary. Um, But it, it is a great, great film. It has good action sequences that seem realistic and even when he's getting rid of the bodies the way liam neeson um nels coxman actually does does this you're just like wow this is really some guy who's read a couple of books trying to figure out how to dispose of a body and this is the best way that he figured it out like not bad not bad um the his brother uh his brother uh, brock coxman who's also known as wingman uh his wife oh my god his wife is super super funny um i liked her i believe she was supposed to be vietnamese um her name is elizabeth Tai, and i'm pretty sure she's supposed to be vietnamese uh judging from the uh the intentional accents because i don't know if she's actually vietnamese or not but she was just like this mean vietnamese lady and she was just like mean to him because she she's She's like in love with him, and their their love story apparently was twisted because Brock was supposed to beat the crap out of her over some money or whatever it is, and for whatever reason he falls in love with her and he ends up marrying her. So she's no longer like a hit like on anyone's hit list because he's the mob enforcer. And you're just like, what? Like, how did you guys fall in love? Like, how does this happen? Um, it's 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 a fun 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 story um don't get too attached to the characters i'm gonna give you a heads up now don't it's gonna be very much like game of thrones you're like oh i like this oh okay they're just dead all right cool um and the way that they count them off for each death is that everyone goes off by their nickname so like they have like a quick moment where they sort of show like a cross and then the uh, the character's name and then what their name that they're known for um whether it's you know it's viking whether it's gib wingman thorpe speedo limbo slime shiv uh windex <laughs> avalanche um and even the last death you just don't see coming that i'll let you be surprised at but uh yo if you're not watching this film right now i think you need to put it on it's on netflix make sure uh you give it a good check out uh it's called cold pursuit it is definitely 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 worth uh watching it is it is so enticing and so funny um I'm looking forward to you guys replying. Again, make sure you guys check me out on my Instagram, which is Curly Cadma, C-U-R-L-Y-C-A-D-M-A, Cadma. And that is Cadma from Bitten Apple TV. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on TikTok as Cadmania. You can watch me do impersonations like everyone else does in quarantine, um, including after quarantine, because obviously these are the weird things that I do. Um, Make sure you check us out. Facebook, I'm literally just on every social media platform, including Snapchat, but I'm going to lie to you there. I don't use Snapchat. I just take pictures of the filters and then I send them to my friends and then I delete the photos. But uh, yeah, but I'm there. So I feel like I should get points for that. Uh, But thank you again so much for listening. Hope you are enjoying 
these reviews and enjoy your quarantine. Stay safe out there. And remember, in this cold pursuit, you have a particular set of skills.